Hello, everybody. This is Bam. And Beans. And, and it, it is disclaimer, disclaimer time. Beans and I are not sex birds. And our advice is for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious health condition or a serious health problem, we strongly urge you to go to an actual medical physician. And for obvious reasons, our Sex Talk podcast is intended for only the maturest of audiences. Enjoy! Here we go, here we go again Trying hard but you wanna be my friend Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to Here we go, here we go again Call my bluff, I'ma be here till the end I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to If you don't wanna change Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to If you don't wanna change I can help you out I can help you out I can help you out Hello! I'm Bam. And I'm Beans. And this is our Sex Talk Podcast. Where we like to talk about sex. And we encourage you to talk about sex with us. By emailing us at bamandbeans at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Facebook, where I have a very awesome, successful one-hour response time, which is actually miraculous. And sometimes we put funny memes. And I won't do dad jokes, because Beans said no. Loki, I was severely judging you when I thought that you were going to be putting dad jokes up on our Facebook. <laughs> I was like, oh my, oh my God. God. I wouldn't do that to our Facebook. Like, I, I love Bam, about but, ours. but dad jokes on our sex talk po- podcast? <laughs> what? what if that is somebody's fetish? Or I mean, would that be a kink? Well... <laughs> funny you would say that because we're going to talk about that today. Oh, I love talking about fetishes and kinks and stuff and you got this beans. I trust you. This is going to be a short one. This is definitely going to be a short one today. Listeners at home, I apologize. No, I am not drunk. Yes, I'm fucking exhausted. I am over 24 hours. We all know that I get the giggles when I'm awake for way too fucking long. So I'm going to let Beans go first in today's podcast world. It's going to be a little bit different than we're used to, but I promise I still brought something to the table so we are able to have a full podcast to make sure that you, the listeners, are just as happy as you were previous times before. Back in the old days of podcasting. Back in the old days when we talked more. Yeah. I did notice that um, the lengthier episodes were definitely ones where we had people write in. Absolutely. So just saying. You want it longer? Say some stuff to us and we'll say some stuff about stuff. We like to say stuff about stuff. We love stuff about stuff and things. I'm a huge fan of stuff. I love things. And doodads and majiggers and whatchamacallits and thingamabobs i have 20 that is too (laughs) many thingamabobs that is hoarding but who cares no big deal you want more don't you i want more okay well that's a necessity that you just don't actually need it's not a necessity anymore it's hoarding actually it's a whole show about that beans i want to be where the people are okay no you don't you fucking hate people (laughs) That's so true. <laughs> I was just talking with a friend today, and we have a thing that happened this past weekend um, up up in Cedarburg called Strawberry Fest. And she was like, well, did you go to Strawberry Fest? And I was like, one, I've oh. never been to Strawberry Fest. And two, like, as much as I love strawberries and that strawberry brat sounds good, I don't like people. I don't like crowds. No. Like, 
Summerfest started this past weekend, too, and mm-hmm. I was actually really enjoying how empty the bars were. <laughs> That's how you know that you're getting older and, like, more curmudgeoned because you walk into a bar like, oh, wow, there's not a whole lot of people here. I got the place to myself. Oh, my God. I love their seats at the bar for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can sit at the bar and actually have a conversation with the bartender because they're not, like, super busy getting 50 other people their beverages. I'm going to have to tip them more because I feel bad for the empty spaces between us, but I'm happy I get to see their face. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. About uh, fetishes, we're going to start the podcast with everyone's favorite segment, fetishes that Beans doesn't know how to pronounce and Bam doesn't know what they are. Yay! Look at us not knowing everything. And you know what? My experience from last week has has caused me to um, collect the data, as some would say. And I actually no, went I'm back. Just the... What? No, I'm just the asshole who no. doesn't know something. No, it's okay, because now that I've done my end, I might just go back and do yours, too. <laughs> because I really enjoy having in front of me, like, I, I went back to all of the episodes where we did this bit for, mm-hmm. and um, can you guess where it started? At the beginning? <laughs> no. So we started doing this in episode 24. So it it's still only, like, a... It, it's like a baby segment still. Oh my god, is this not even... We're on episode 37? 39. Ooh. Mm. But this is less than 15 episodes in. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. But we've already gone over 48 different fetishes. Wow. Start chopping yeah. those up, Beans. Make yes. them laugh. They're, oh, man. Okay, so... While going back, I noticed that I started with one list, and then when we took a hiatus and we came back, I started using a different list. Oh, is that what happened? And I found both lists. Yes. <laughs> so That's exciting now. Yeah. So there's there's plenty there's plenty there's plenty of meat left in that sandwich. Awesome. So you'll be happy to know that cytophilia wasn't the only one that we did like more than once. Okay. It was also actrasty, which was the fetish of being aroused by the sun. We did that one yes. twice, too. So I've got a few new ones for you. Um, they're easy. And I'm not saying that they're like, you know, make make a wish softball easy. But if you just think about the word... For a minute. And like kind of just break it down. There's some clues in there. There's some natural sounding clues. Okay? Ah, yes. The one day where Bam's brain is completely fried. Beans is like, you, you can think about it. You can do I'll this, give you a minute. I, Bam. <laughs> Wait, I'm Bam. <laughs> no, we can't have two tired <laughs> bitches on this podcast. There's only room for one sleepy girl, and that's me. So you need to wake the fuck up. Yes, that's good. They can't see your wake up face, this. but it's beautiful. Just but you don't can. blink as I tell you this first one. Okay. Autoplushophilia. 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 Yes. I don't know which part I want to break down first. Okay. Okay, so like auto is like an automatic, but the plush. word plush, plush is in the there. key yeah. syllable. Like plushies is like a bean bag or like a beanie baby. So is it like a robotic stuffed animal? So very close. So, autoplushophilia is the arousal of having sex while dressed up like a stuffed animal. So, it's basically like furries. Oh. I was going to say it's a furry play. 
So like in, as a mascot or, a, you know, that kind of thing. That's. I didn't even think of like mascots. For some reason, I have no idea why. Probably because it's like 500 degrees inside those mascot costumes and like really sweaty and gross. Yeah, I could. I could not imagine adding like another set of like heat to what's already inside of that costume. I was literally, okay, so here's a fun fact about Bam. I actually was the high school mascot for a week. What? So I actually dressed up in our high school mascot mascot costume. What was it? Uh, It was a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) So I was walking around acting like Merlin and shit. That's amazing. Those kids are lucky I didn't have a lot of good with them. They were acting like some fucking fools, I'll tell you that right now. Um, yeah, so that was actually a part of my community service was to get additional credits towards my graduation community service hours. I volunteered to do an entire week of mascotting and those were not summer months and I was literally like sweating from head to toe. So describe this mascot costume to me because typically like your mascot costume is like if you're a dog, it's literally a suit, like a dog suit with like a dog head and a dog bod, like body that you kind of got to wear. Yeah. So for ours was because it was a wizard, like you have your wizard robe, but obviously a mascot is a little bit larger than just a standardized human. So I actually had to wear, um, how do I, how do I properly describe these? So it's like overalls that help. There is like a ring around me that just kind of helped plush out the coat. Yes. And like it was really bad. Like I really want to be cool 90s, like 80s into the 90s, like shoulder pads. Yes. That kind of brought out the coat. But that was just the underlayer. And then there was like a really thick, heavy material that goes over it, which is the actual warlock cloak that I had to fucking wear. And then over that, like all of this goes over me. And then over that is just the head, which is just like this huge bulbous thing where my face actually barely fit into it as a high school student. Like I literally was like, okay, I'm going to sanitize the fuck out of this because it is disgusting. Like, I am sweating. I had to reapply my foundation because I was sweating so bad. And I had to, like, sanitize the inside of it. I had to actually put my hair up. Like, I had to have somebody braid it down and then, like, pin it up because my hair was so long where it was just barely sticking out. So, like, all of that combined was just a fucking nightmare. And that was an entire week of it. After day one, hour two, I was like, I'm fucking over this shit. Because you just walk around the school for a couple hours every fucking day. It was awful. The worst 10 hours of my life. Wow. That's crazy. But I would do it again for the kids. Uh, The kids got really hyped. Like, they were super excited to see the mascot walk in the room. I high-fived everybody. Um, We did, like, some dance moves and shit. So it was, like, it was a fun time watching the kids have a lot of fun. Especially the little ones when I would escort them to their lunchroom. So, I mean, overall, as much as, like, the costume itself sucked, it was the idea of the kids had a lot of fun. So that made it fun for me, even as a high school student. Okay. But would you ever have sex in that costume? No, I would fucking kill myself. (laughs) No. No, I would not. Okay. I would not want to get fucked or be fucked. Yeah. And those are the same term technically, but I wouldn't want to fuck or be fucked. That is not the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this next uh, fetish, we re not recently, my God, it was years ago, but in a previous episode, we did macrophilia. This one is microphilia. Okay, so first of all, I have to try to remember what macrophilia is. Because it's not the arousal of macaroni. No. But if you think about it, 
macrophilia, and microphilia. Okay, well, something big and something small. So, microphilia is the fetish of people who are aroused by... Little people. Yeah, little, little people or little things. Oh my god, I did it! You thi- did, I did it! it. Oh, ah! <laughs> oh my god, okay, first of all, you're welcome, listeners, for finally <laughs> getting one right after 15 or 16 or some odd number of episodes. <laughs> I think this is the second or third one I have finally gotten right. There's some that you did get right. Going back and listening to them, I was like, oh, she got that one. And also, okay. not all of them had, like, the philia names. Oh, okay. So or, some like, of them easy were context like, clues. Yeah. Okay, last one. Here we go. Spectrophilia. Okay, well, when I hear that, I just think of, like, spectatorship. So I would assume it's something like a cuckold. So, like, the arousal of watching people. Mm-mm. Spectrophilia. Like, specter would be, like, the root word there. And you're giving me the sleepy, I don't know what that word means look. Yeah, I'm like, that. I just feel like that was the same thing that you I said just said. spectator. But- yeah, it's like, yeah, specter or spectator. Those are the same word. Listen, Greek is dumb, okay? <laughs> Roman, Latin, Latin base words. Okay, Google. Fuck them. What's the definition of specter? Oh, you're not on the speaker. <gasps> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, spectrophilia is being aroused by ghosts. Spectoral. Spectrophilia. I'm thinking spectator because that's just the first word that popped in my head, so I had to stick with it. Spectoral would have been an appropriate way for my brain to go in order to connect those dots. Yeah. Stupid brain. Stupid brain. Stupid brain. What the hell? Bitches. So those are the fetishes that I had for us for this week. And I was kind of thinking... About it, and I'm like, um, excuse me, you got some phlegm. <laughs> you need my cough drop. So I can't find your cough drop. I don't know what happened in the move. I thought that I still had it here, but I'm thinking that maybe one of the like three times that I've ever cleaned out my desk, I think I got rid of it or I ate it. I'm so sorry. I don't think I've ever felt so emotionally <laughs> attached to a fucking golf drop. I know. And, like, <sighs> I wanted to do that, like, uh, parent thing where, like, when a kid's goldfish dies, you rush out and you get another you get goldfish. <laughs> and I wanted to go and get you a new cough drop and, like, open it a billion times so that it, it resembled your lucky cough drop. But I couldn't just- even... I couldn't even remember what kind of cough drop it was. You're going to take the next fucking week and just keep opening and, like, raveling and unraveling. (laughs) All Wednesday when I saw you, I was like, please don't ask about that cough drop. I don't have it. You were going to fake a fucking cough drop just so that I wasn't hurt. (laughs) That's true friendship, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing that kept me from doing it was I could not remember what brand cough drop it was. Hall's Lemon. Was it Hall's? No! Uh! Hall's Lemon. Because they were on sale. Oh my gosh. Well, like, I remember for the longest, I had two different types of cough drops in the desk, and it was, I thought it was, uh, because I usually get the honey and lemon ones. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the other one were the cherry um, Ludens. That's yeah. the Ludens. I was going to say Lubriderm. I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's a lotion. <laughs> I opened up my cough drop so much it turned into lotion. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a bottle of lotion. Here you go. Yeah, it's not going to taste very good. I know, but I know that skin is thirsty. Did you just call me ashy? I don't know. Sun all day, bitch. Put some lotion on. It was raining. Yeah, it was. 
I'm well hydrated today, thank you. Thank <laughs> because you. you got rained on. Actually, a bug bit me, and there's like a really bad lump on my arm. I think I'm allergic to mosquitoes. That's kind of what mosquito bites are. It's like an allergic reaction to their saliva. Okay, there's like a hole in my forearm. I heard that the mosquitoes are really bad this year. They're not bad. Dude, they're just taking whole parts of your skin. Like That must have is... been one big ass fucking mosquito for its like fucking needle mouth to be that big. Like they took a whole fucking, they took a section of my skin and I was like, we're going to run some tests and we'll be back in a week. <laughs> the mosquito took a fucking biopsy. <laughs> it actually back. scraped some of your cells so that it could like actually use your DNA to like clone you. Dude, two of me. Oh my god. Well, if they're fucking that smart, can they just like off the stupid ones? Like, is this natural selection for the mosquito race? I would like that because there's too many of them. Wow, that was very Hitler of me. Um, can we just cut that segment out? <laughs> Dude, I can't use any of that segment because it started with me like sniffling and hacking phlegm. Which is really sad because the uh, the cough drop thing is gold, so I might leave it in. Okay, well, I'm sure you can edit around it because you're brilliant. Yeah. I just don't think that me talking about Hitler mosquitoes is, like, a great thing. <laughs> Hitler mosquitoes. <laughs> I mean, it's better than your fucking disdain for all Mormon people. Okay, listen, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for the Mormons. And I, I don't care. Keep that shit in. I will say it to their Mormon face. It's almost as bad as them coming up. To other people and going like, hey, you want to be a Mormon? No, nobody wants to be a Mormon. You were literally fucked into that lifestyle. Yeah. Anyways, enough about the Mormons. So, yeah. Because I can go on. <laughs> They're awful. Anyways, go on. So, I, I completely lost exactly where I was in in the uh, talking about kinks versus fetish. So, I'm just going to start over. Yeah, we didn't really get into the um, vice versa on that one. So, while I was doing the uh, the research for the um, fetish segment, I, I went down the rabbit hole. And I started kind of reading a little bit into fetishes a little bit. And it kind of mentioned kinks as something kind of separate but related. And I realized that I know I end up using the term interchangeably. And I'm not sure about you or anyone listening, but it got me thinking, like, well, what's the difference? So I found an article from masterclass.com called Kink versus Fetish. How do they compare? Love it. I know that I use the term interchangeably um, often. So I'm really excited to hear this one. It starts out, sexual preferences vary from person to person, and kinks and fetishes are no exception. Learn the key differences between kink versus fetish and read about some common examples. And then also it has like a little learn from the best. And the first one is RuPaul teaches a masterclass on self-expression and authenticity. And I think that's awesome. Love that. Yeah. So what is a kink? A kink is a sexual behavior or practice that falls outside of standard sexual practices. Like what's standard? Yeah. You know, vanilla sex, that kind of thing. Oh, though kinks are wildly practiced and increasingly accepted as a social norm is what it says in like parentheses right after that. Kinks vary widely with examples ranging from role playing and age play to breath play, which may involve gagging or choking. Many sexual interest communities form based on shared kinky proclivity, like BDSM. So a kink is a sexual behavior practice that falls outside the standard sexual practices. That's like the main definition. What is a fetish? A fetish refers to a specific object, sexual or non-sexual body part, or behavior that must be present for one to achieve sexual arousal and enjoyment. Those with a fetish, which can range from interacting with feet to wearing a specific material like latex, may find it difficult or impossible to experience sexual enjoyment in the absence of the object or behavior. That's really interesting. I think I have been getting fetish, like, misconstrued with kink. Like, I've been using the word fetish as the word kink. Okay. I mean, I, after hearing the definitions, it's like, I knew there was a difference. 
I guess it never resonated how different like a fetish being a must-have in order to achieve any kind of sexual arousal where a kink is a would like. Yeah, so that's basically the difference there and that's news to me. Hey, but this is actually a really great example of like we're two non-sexperts who are just learning along as most people are. I mean, I'm sure that there is I mean, what, we had 500 listens on one of our episodes, and not a single one of them motherfuckers could have said, hey, bitch, you know you're using it wrong, right? <laughs> we say the email. Every fucking podcast. True. Every fucking podcast, and not a single one of them. It took them 39 episodes to go, oh, yeah, they are saying it wrong. One of you is in leather right now listening to me and going, ooh, I was going to email her, but I forgot completely, so... I absolutely love that imagery of someone just like, like maybe they have earbuds in and they have our podcast going while they're in the middle of a session with their like submissive or their dom and they're just like mid spank. Oh, oh man. I got to remember to write them. (laughs) Just, oh, oh yeah, I didn't write them. (laughs) It's almost like, you know, when you're making a grocery list and you're like, okay, milk, eggs, butter red and it's like ooh, shit right bam and beans right bam and beans right bam and beans (laughs) and then you're just like you pass that aisle and you're like fuck what am i missing toast i need toast and it's like bitch you're gonna get toast out of the bread write me (laughs) email me if you're listening to us while you're making your grocery list don't forget the butter do not forget the butter it's literally one of the things that i always forget but i always use if you're making your grocery list right now and you're listening to us, get some raspberry jam for yourself and you won't be disappointed. Doesn't matter what brand. Look at the look at the ingredients. Make sure it's actual genuine raspberry jam because I haven't been able to have raspberry jam in a very long time. Why not? Because I keep forgetting to fucking buy raspberry jam. Oh. <laughs> so somebody else out there, buy it, eat it, enjoy it. Yes. You're welcome. And don't forget the condams. And don't forget the condams. <laughs> I actually like to put butter on my toast and then a little bit of raspberry jam. Weird. Yeah. I don't care. That's my thing. She loves her raspberry jam. The kind she spreads on her white wheat bread. It's a honey wheat, but also Well then, bitch, anymore. you sing the song. Well, I can't. Okay, you're doing a hundred times better than me. I was never going to correct you, but you gave me those eyes via Google Meet that made me feel like I had to. What eyes? I don't know. I can't see out of my eyes. I'm just assuming you're making faces. My private eyes are watching you. Uh-uh. <laughs> you look like a late 90s music video right now. Oh, thanks. Darling. You just need to be like, like you look like uh, one of those grunge girls that gets like up close into the camera and she's like singing her like angsty fucking song about the rain. I come from a land down under. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the one I was thinking of, but. Um, I bless the rains down in Africa. <laughs> wow. This. Wow. Listen, Africa by Toto plays nonstop in the back of my head. Every once in a while, I let it out into the frontal cortex. One of my absolute all-time favorite YouTube videos is the guy who makes uh, wind instruments out of sweet potatoes and other, like, uh, root vegetable type things. I think there's a potato in there and uh, I'm not sure what else, like a butternut squash. And he plays... Uh, Africa by Toto on it. I don't know why I love that so much. I don't care. I'm going to link it in the description to this. Please do. Because <laughs> everybody needs to... If you have not seen that video, you need to see it. All right. If you want to be my friend, you have to see this video. I'm not allowed to sing this song. I'm about to survive. Spice girls all day long. Hey, that rhymed. I'm so good at that. You're so good. I'm like so good. Oh my god. We should have a record deal. I think they would drop me immediately. <laughs> okay, so the key difference between kinks and fetishes is that a fetishist cannot achieve pleasure 
or sexual arousal without their fetish object or act. The definition of a fetish also refers to an inanimate object or body part, whereas kinks refer to a broader spectrum of sexual interests. But whether you have a fetish, kink, or unique turn-on, it's important to have an open dialogue with your partner about reciprocal sexual desires. Though society may stigmatize certain kinks and fetishes, the most important sexual health aspect of any erotic interaction is safety, with protection, communication, and content. If you have questions about sexual gratification, consider speaking with a sex educator or sex therapist. Yeah, or just write us. Or write us. We're, we are neither of those things, but we'll Google it for you. But, but we're free. We are free. We're so free. For now. Until we get internet famous. Yeah, so that's the masterclass.com article on kink versus fetish. And I guess uh, masterclass, there's just a little, sorry, there's a little blurb at the bottom about joining the masterclass annual membership. You can learn more about open communication with your partners, experimenting in the bedroom, and being your own best sexual advocate with a little help from Emily Morse who is the host of the wildly popular podcast, Sex with Emily. Mm, who's having sex with Emily, though? How many people? I don't know what Emily's number is, but I could start listening to the podcast and maybe I'll find out. Well, if they start emailing her and not us, I'm going to lose it. Listen here. If you're going to go over and start listening to Sex with Emily, I better not hear about you writing into her. You don't get to have sex with Emily. You haven't even had sex with us yet. Yeah, you haven't even... Wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> there are some people listening who doesn't get to have sex with us. But what about in perfect podcast land? In perfect podcast land, I'm still going to politely decline. In perfect podcast land, the podcast has sex with you. Wow, this is turning into <laughs> a kink. In perfect podcast land, this would be considered a kink. Yes. Yes. Unless you need to be listening to us while you're having sex in order to ejaculate there was a better word i could have used there but honestly ejaculate came to mind achieve arousal yeah achieve completion completion (laughs) completion completion (laughs) (laughs) Mm, (laughs) anyways anyways here's wonderwall here's wonderwall okay um, so before I give you a very fun would you rather today, I'm going to take a Miller Lite sip beverage break. <laughs> Miller Lite, a fine Pilsner beer. It's Miller Clock. Miller Lite, give me beer. Preferably 64. This, this podcast is still not sponsored by Miller Lite. All right, Beans. So I have a very fun... Would you rather today? And I think it kind of just wraps into the ending of your segment where they were talking about communication because rolling into my segment will be just a really good transition. So, Beans, are you ready for your would you rather for today? I'm ready. Okay. So, would you rather, in terms of a fun communication game, play charades or would you rather play taboo? And for those listening, um, some of you may have or may have not played these games before. Charades is a silent, slight movement only. You cannot use American Sign Language. That's cheating because that's still language. It is a silent game where you are trying to get your partner to guess what you are. Um, And then uh, Taboo is a verbal communication game where you are trying to get your partner to guess Mm -hmm. either the word or the phrase on the card. So the would you rather is would I rather play charades or taboo? Uh, In terms of like communication, like if you had to communicate in a fun way, would you rather play charades to communicate or would you rather play taboo to communicate? Okay, I think I'd rather do taboo because I could actually use words and my voice. And because uh, taboo is like, you can't say the word or it gives you like a list of like six other words that are associated with it that you can't Mm -hmm. use. But I feel like I've got a pretty good grip 
of the English language. I've been speaking it for 35 years now. Okay, so give or take a couple of years when I was a baby. Um, <laughs> so I feel like Taboo is more my jam. Okay, I I think I would rather play charades. Really? Yeah, Taboo's always really hurt my feelings. Oh, how come? Because you particularly have really hurt my feelings every time we played what? Taboo. We played Taboo once, and it was while we were in the closet and we were recording it. Uh, no, that was Taboo After Dark. We have also played with a group of friends. The word was cigarette, and I said, oh, you hate when I do this. Or, I'm sorry, the word was smoking, and I said, you hate when I do this. You were like, talk, breathe, chew, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, it's just getting progressively worse. And I think at one point in time, you were just like, I don't know then. I have no idea. And then, like, the timer went up, and I was like, smoke. You hate when I smoke. And you were like, oh, yeah, I do. do. I, I do hate that, don't I? Yes, that's literally your least favorite thing. That doesn't sound like me. Really? Because that really, it cut me. Cut me cold. But you know. Hardcore. You know, that's not actually what I think. I was guessing what you think I think. Because I know you. I wouldn't have said any of those listed things. Okay. Um, I just think that I'm a better charade player also. I think that sometimes when I'm trying to verbally communicate sometimes, it does not come off the way that I would like it to. So sometimes taking away the language in communication can be very helpful to just kind of reset myself and refocus. Okay. I think that sometimes charades is actually just a nice refreshing exercise to just kind of like figure out how to communicate. It's definitely an interesting approach because I feel like it's instinctual yes. to want to re- rely on your vocal communication skills because that's kind of like your main way of communicating with people animals they're different they communicate on body language and things like that where we communicate mainly through language and and vocal communication yeah so um with this would you rather uh, it kind of just segues me into a Fun article I think I found. The terminology on it I feel like is slightly outdated. So it is um, 20 C's of effective communication in marriage. But I do believe that these communication styles can actually be effective in any type of relationship or partnership. So not just a marriage, not just a like domestic partnership, but also in a just a friendship. Any type of relationship that you could possibly have. I genuinely believe that this is a really nice article. Um, This is actually from blackandmarriedwithkids.com. But a lot of these things are actually something that if you listen to it, you can kind of resonate with it. You can kind of take this and put it into any type of partnership or relationship that you have. This is the 20 C's of effective communication in relationships. Um, Number one is consideration. You must be considerate of your partner's feelings when talking to them. And I think that's just a very pure statement. You have to be considerate of how they're feeling. I get very overwhelmed and overstimulated quickly. So after I'm overstimulated, I just really don't want to talk. So I just stop listening to what other people are saying. I feel like you and I are a perfect example of how to healthily communicate now. Um, We use a lot of I feel statements in order to make sure that nobody is feeling attacked and nobody is feeling like they are being, you know, put to blame, which is really important. And we, we have started considering each other's feelings a lot more, I believe. Yeah. I actually learned through our friendship to use those I feel statements because I noticed that you, um, some of the things that I would say would come across like way wrong. In my head, I'm thinking like, well, you know, this, 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 and this. And it it comes out like completely different and mm-hmm. like you interpret it different than I would because we're two completely different people. And I don't think I ever made that distinction before our friendship like 
I've always mm-hmm. I've always been one of those people that just kind of like avoids conflict and you know that and I just wouldn't ever deal with it but like resolving conflict is it was definitely new to me before you and I started living together number two is control most people hear this word they think like a negative connotation to it but control is you should exercise self-control when you are communicating with your partner going ham and saying things that you will regret later is not acceptable. So control is not necessarily control over somebody else, but it is control over yourself. Yeah, you said going ham, and the uh, millennial in me um, wanted to say, like, flying off at the handle. You, you don't want to go into a discussion, like, hot-headed and just saying words, because, like, you're, you don't have that control. You don't have that... Um, consideration for the other person's feelings Um, number three is coordination when trying to have tough conversations it's important to coordinate with your partner and dance it out and dance it out always dance it out yes just Uh, choreograph a dance and it'll make you feel better when you choose to bring up topics it is just as important as how you choose to tell them so i think um A great example is when you are trying to communicate um, if you had like feelings that were hurt, being like, I would really appreciate if we could sit down and talk about this. I would like to do it within this amount of time so then it doesn't fester and become more of an issue than what I already believe it is. So it's not necessarily saying like, hey, you fucked up, you hurt my fucking feelings and we need to talk about it now. But it's definitely saying like, this is a feeling that I'm having. This is an issue I'm having with what happened. And I understand this might not be the perfect time for you, but I would like it to be at least on your radar so then we can move forward from it. Yeah. Which I think is a very, that in itself is actually very difficult to just sit down and be like, you hurt my feelings, but this is how I could, you know, this is how we can address it later. And it could be something so simple as instead of saying, I feel like this, it's, hey, you did this. Mm -hmm. The you did, you did is an attacking statement. And I feel is just something that's an easier thing. Sometimes it's not easy for people to say, I feel this way. Oh, I feel like I feel. I feel. Um, I feel statements, they turn it into... Uh, instead of you saying you did this to me, you're saying I perceived this as you doing this to me. So it's taking the intent out of the equation. Yeah. Number four is consciousness. It's important to be conscious of your verbal and nonverbal cues when communicating with your partner. Are you saying one thing, but your actions are saying something different? So very much like the I feel statements, instead of trying to attack with a sentence, sometimes you could be like, I'm definitely listening, but not making eye contact with somebody is not helpful either. Like, oh yeah, I'm totally listening to you. And it's, you're not even looking in the same direction. Looking and listening, yes, they're two different senses, but they have the same connotation. Like if I am looking at you, My focus is on you. So I'm actually listening to the words that you're saying. When you're saying, I'm definitely listening, like you're like typing on your phone or you're doing something else, it's definitely not helpful. Number five is concentration. When your partner is speaking, you should intentionally concentrate on what is being said in an effort to understand rather than on what you are going to say next. So instead of getting on the defensive and going like, okay, well, they brought this up, so I'm just going to say this. Get all of that out of your head. Completely clear your mind of that. If your partner or your relationship is in the midst of, hey, they want me to just focus on their words. Instead of trying to find where you're being attacked, try to listen to what is being said. Number six is comfort. You and your partner should create a safe, space to express yourselves without fear of retribution 
and feel comfortable enough to tell each other anything, good or bad. Um, I feel like this is a really good one for not just, like, relationships, but it's a really good one for friendships, too. Like, just having that free, empty space where both of you are allowed to just be free and just empty everything out. It is a, when we're here, we're going to say what we need to say, and then when we leave, it stays there. It doesn't have to go anywhere else. Just let it out. Yes. Um, number seven is connection. It's hard to communicate with a person that you are not emotionally connected with. Ensuring emotional connection is important. And that's just great for friendships and for partnerships. Having some type of emotional connection. And a lot of people are like, well, friendships aren't emotional connections. They are, though. You are emotionally connected to somebody for something. Um, an emotional connection can be something so simple as, like, Beans remembers what my favorite color is or what my favorite you know, chocolate bar is or something like that. No, it, because you once told me Hershey bar and then I got you a Hershey bar and you're like, what the fuck? And I was like, it's your favorite candy bar. And you're like, no, it's not. And you said something bullshit like it's it's Milky Way or something. I can't remember what the second one was. Okay, it would never be my Milky Way. <laughs> we'll just start with that. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel personally. Did attacked. you say Twix? Was it Twix? No. no. I think I probably said some bullshit-ass stuff like payday, where it's like there was not even chocolate yeah, in it. Yeah, it was payday. It was payday, yeah. because there's not even chocolate in it. You bitch. Because I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, connection is something emotional, such as, like, just remembering the little things. That's an emotional connection. Because it makes you feel good when people remember something so small. But it means a lot to you like really quick anecdote um a mutual friend of ours that is also one of my best friends we were having a conversation and she was like um oh fuck now i can't remember what it was but it was really good uh oh we were talking about pizza toppings because i was gonna make pizza for our game night and she goes how do you know i don't like green peppers i'm like i'm your best fucking friend of course i know you don't like green peppers how many times do you think we've ever had pizza together? Come on. Only like a thousand times. Jesus. So of course I know that Bam's favorite color is green. Of course I know that she loves Alfredo sauce. Number eight, cuddling. Physically touching, holding hands, sitting close, touching knees. When you are having conversations with your partner, especially the tough ones, helps keep the situation under control. Something so simple as if you are going through a hard time and your friend is clearly trying to bore their heart out, just making a little bit of physical contact doesn't have to necessarily be like actually physically like spooning them. Cuddling can be different types of things. Some people don't like PDA, so holding hands is just close enough. But physically touching somebody can actually really help and it'll make that connection a little bit stronger. Nine is Homeness. Homeness. When things get heated, remember to call a timeout until you are able to calm down. Something so simple as, you know what? I don't believe I'm listening to you anymore. I don't believe that I'm understanding what you're trying to say. I would just like a minute to walk away and I'll be back in a minute. Make it super, super sweet, super short, super simple, but the other partner has to understand that does not mean follow them around the house because they're trying to respect you in a way that they want to listen, but they're just not going to be able to in the state that they're in. So give them the respect of letting them calm down and coming back and then genuinely listening to you. Number 10 is complaining. Yes, that's right. Complain. We are not asking you to avoid the tough conversations as that would build resentment. We are, however, asking you to be mindful of how you address your issues. Sometimes complaining can be something so simple as, I really don't like when you do this, or I really don't like when you do that. Complaining does not have to be you being bitchy or rude or over the top. It could definitely mean something so simple as like, just simple complaints, but they don't have to be aggressive or mean or rude. I do this a lot. We complain to each other. I complain so much. I've never heard you complain ever. I never complain. I have a complaint. Have you tried complaining about it? <laughs> that is the complaint. 
Beans keeps telling me to file the paperwork, but she just keeps giving me the garbage can. Yes. Number 11 is coaching. Talking comes naturally for most people, but being able to effectively communicate with your partner will take extra effort. You will need to practice your communication skills over and over again until they improve, which means sometimes something so simple as, you know what, I actually do not like when you use those terms. I don't like when you use that sentence. I would prefer you to use this. I would prefer you to say this. You're not telling your partner how to talk or how to react to things. You're letting them know that what they're saying is not being heard by you. And this is your preference on how to be talked to. Because any good relationship is set from boundaries and it is set from respect. So if you genuinely respect your partner, your friend, your spouse, you would listen to those. Number 12 is caring. You can be the best communicator in the world, but it will mean nothing if you are selfish and if you are manipulative. Using all of the tools that we have been talking about is great, but it is not great if you're literally only using them for yourself. If you're not trying to actually build a relationship with somebody, then just fucking move out. Like, seriously, just move on. Leave these poor people alone who are definitely trying to get their shit together. They're definitely trying to be healthy in their relationships. Again, whether that's with a partner, a life partner, or just a friend. Like, don't be manipulative. Don't be a fucking piece of shit. Number 13 is candor. Being open, honest, and sincere is the only way to go. A lack of trust can severely hamper communication. I mean, I feel like that was just self-explanatory. Yeah. Number 14 is confidence. Believe it or not, a large part of your communication success has to do with mindset. Are you confident in the things that you will improve and get better? Or are you certain that things will stay the same or get worse? Your thoughts have the ability to influence your actions. If you expect a disagreement, there will probably be one. If you're always gearing for a fight, there will always be a fight. If you're always hoping to make things better, things can get better. Number 15 is change. You come into relationships with certain expectations and so does your Therefore, you will need to be flexible and open to adjusting those expectations. And again, that's not just with lifetime partners. That's just with any kind of partnership. Yeah. Number 16, compromise. When things get tough, are you able to cut a deal? Can you work together to find a solution that works for both of you? Something so simple as, you know what? I don't think I'm really going to agree with this. Here is what I would like what would you like? And just finding that middle ground. Sometimes a compromise doesn't mean that one person's happy and somebody else is miserable. Sometimes it just means that both of you aren't getting what you want and that's just what it is. But at least it doesn't feel like, okay, well, there's a clear winner or a clear loser. That's not what compromises are about. Compromises are where you both win. It's not where both of you are going to be upset about something. Number 17 is choice. You can choose to always address your partner in a loving way, even during those times when you are not feeling so loving. Even if you're upset with somebody, you can still tell them, hey, I love you. I respect you. I'm just going to take a moment so I can make sure that I'm speaking to you in such a way. You don't have to speak to them right away. Personally, with my partner, whenever him and I get mad at each other, I will still say, I love you. I'll see you later. Like if I'm leaving the house, he will say, I love you. I will talk to you later. We still give each other a kiss goodbye. Even if we're in a fight, it does not matter. That is something that I told him it is important to me. So he made it important to him. And now that is just a full-time practice. Like if you kiss somebody goodbye in the morning, you feel more attached and you want to get home to them. So that's kind of really important. Number 18 is counseling. Sometimes you need a qualified third party to help you through those challenges you can't resolve on your own. Therapist, coach, mentor, pastor, or trusted friend or family member. Number 19 is commitment. You can't improve the communication in your relationship on your own. 
You both have to be committed to the process of understanding each other and working on a communication process that works best for your relationship. If you're not willing to commit to being that person's friend, lifetime partner, anything like that, if you don't want to be there, don't pretend to be committed. They can find better. And finally, number 20 is companionship. This goes hand in hand with the commitment. One of the joys of being together in a partnership is the partnership. Your partner needs to know that you're on their team, you have their back, and they can come with you with anything. (laughs) And those... (laughs) (laughs) They can come with you... They can come with you with anything. anything. (laughs) Took that really cute, sweet sentence and just fucked it all up. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) And this was the 20 C's of an effective communication with relationships. Let's get out there and communicate. Yeah. Yay. Um, obviously, Beans and I always like to drive home a little bit of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, we always have it once a season, maybe twice, maybe four times. I don't know. It's like my favorite word. Um, but communication is very important and it's not just important in your relationships with your friends. It's not just important with your relationship with your partner, but in a sexual relationship, it is so important. Communication, 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 intoxication, lubrication, Lubrication, but that's for anal. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, communication is the main thing that needs to continuously be worked on by both parties not just the way that you communicate but also like the honesty that you bring and you know not just being honest with your partner but also being honest with yourself exactly i mean if you can't be honest with yourself then no matter how much communication you put in with somebody else it's just it's not gonna work out I mean, the number one person that you have to communicate best with is yourself. You have to communicate with your own mind. You have to communicate with your own heart, with your own soul. You have to kind of just communicate with yourself on those. And if you can't do that with yourself, you will never be able to do that in the outside world with other people. And thank you for coming to our bands and bean talk. Yeah. Grab a t-shirt on the way out. I'm so close to getting that website up. I'm so excited because I definitely came up with, like, ten more ideas. So, um, Beans and I had talked in the last episode about trying to make some merch. So, I'm actually really curious to see what kind of things you guys are interested in. Are we more interested in t-shirts? Are we interested in tote bags? Are we interested in stickers? Um, Drop us a line. Add a couple things. I mean, I'm interested in designing a few different things. I already have a t-shirt made up. I have a tote bag coming to you guys, and in the next few weeks, um, I'll try to get our website up and running. So then that is an easy, shareable platform for you guys. Yay! And an easy ordering platform for you also. Yes. We're super excited about it. So excited. And I want everybody to communicate with me, please, what kind of things you're interested in seeing on the website. Well, I think that's the end of our podcast. Absolutely. I'm exhausted now everybody go to sleep good night you know what some people are going to be listening to this at like 11 o'clock on wednesday morning that could be their nighttime what if they're third shifters then Then yes go to sleep but if you're in the middle of your work day maybe don't go to sleep maybe finish your work and then clock out and go to sleep what communicate with your boss on whether or not (laughs) it is okay for you to just clock out and go to sleep okay or you know, just uh, put on the old BRB and take a nap under your desk. Yeah. I mean, we all used to do that when AIM was a thing, right? Yeah. Put an away message. Yeah. AFK BRB. God, I fucking hate AOL. I bet you were one of those emo bitches that would just put, like, a song lyric in your away message. Oh my god, that was way too much to type. <laughs> There was a few times I put bitch bye, and then my mom's like, you cannot cuss on these. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You read this stuff sometimes. Lame. I still put it on there. (laughs) Because I'm a rebel. Yes. A rebel without a brain to function today. Anyways, 
That's our podcast. Yeah, so if you liked uh, listening to us talk about fetishes and communication, hit us up. Yeah, let us know. Drop us drop us a like on Facebook or drop us a line by emailing bamandbeans at gmail.com. That's B-A-M, the letter N, B-E-A-N-S at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, definitely let us know what kind of merch you're interested in purchasing right out of the gate. And we'll definitely try and get it up with the website yes. in the next few weeks. Uh, and then until next time, bye. bye.